all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. You're listening to a podcast of Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Good morning. This is Relatively Speaking, the show all about you and your family. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Today we're talking about friendship. Do you think that you just don't have time to spend with friends? Life's too busy. It's a waste of time. Well, actually, there's scientific evidence that friends are very important for your health and your happiness. The time that you spend with friends is well-spent time. So today we're going to talk about friends, how to make them, and how to keep them. So I want to hear your experiences, your thoughts about friendships, how much you value them. And you can share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. Well, good morning, Michelle. I'm glad you're here with us today. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. (laughs) We have, you know, Michelle and I have talked um, a fair amount about this friendship question because it it really is one of those issues that um, some people sometimes think they just really don't need a lot of friends. They think they they're they're just not that important. And um, I want to talk to all of our listeners today about how that's really um, not not real. <laughs> you said it's not real. <laughs> I like that how you put that. It's it's, it's not real. relative. Like you said, we yeah. we talk candidly about this issue of should you have friends, should you not? I think it's relative. Uh, everyone's life is different. Uh, we talked just a minute ago about quantity. Uh, and quality. Uh, some people feel that if they have a lot of people around them, they have friends. Friends, we're going to talk about the definition of friends. Right. What a friend yeah. really is. Right. And are you a good friend? Uh, do you make a good friend or do you have good friends? Um, do you have good friends and are not a good friend? We're going to talk about that as well. But, you know, I believe personally um, that friends, that word, to me, in my life, it's a select few. Maybe yeah. in my life, I and, have one. And that's mm-hmm. actually the way most individuals are. If you look at friendship studies, um, most people don't have 30 close friends. Most people have a few very close friends and then some extended friends and, you know, the concentric circle that we talk about. But you know, I, I guess what I really want us to talk about today is to our listeners, the questions that we want you to call in and talk with us about is, do you value friendship? 
Do you have a long-term friend who's made a difference in your life? Also, um, what is your definition of a real friend? And do you think that you are a good friend to others? Because that making and keeping friends is one of a lot of people are great at this superficial friendship, walking in a room, meeting and greeting, saying hello to everybody. But um, many times those aren't the individuals who end up being very good friends. Um, You know, I, I love this Helen Keller quote, walking with a friend in the dark is better than walking alone in the light. And I think that is something that um, as we go through the show, uh, I want us to I want everybody to understand why we thought this would be an important show. You know, I did it a few years ago and and um, I thought it was a, a great show then. But it's made better by hearing some of the friendship stories and and maybe some of the difficult issues that are out there uh, so that we can talk about maybe how to resolve some of them. Because I know um, some, many of us have had friends that we feel like we've lost through life and the introspection of why did that happen? How did it happen? Was it over a small disagreement, something huge, or did you just let it gradually die because you didn't give it the time? Okay, tell us. Well, I do have a friendship story, and uh, it's a great, bad, and great story. So good in the beginning, middle, not so well, and it ended up well. Um, I have a friend that I've been friends with actually for over 20 years, and when I sit and think about the time, she's not originally from Mississippi. We met in college, Mm -hmm. uh, and... We just hit it off. So make a long story short, we were friends for a long time. Um, I've been through her kids' births and, you know, was there for the baby showers, there for all of the kids' births. And a part of the family, actually, she feels more like a sister than a friend. And in, I want to say, the late 90s, I don't know what happened. Well, I do know what happened, but some things happened. (laughs) Okay. Our relationship severed for Uh some reason. Uh And believe it or not, I know a lot of people listening, I would love for you to call and um, chime in on this. But sometimes you don't even know what happened. Right. Because you didn't talk about it. Right. And it just happened. So something maybe that you said and just said it flippantly and it never even imprinted in your brain, but it affected that individual. Um, That actually has happened to me personally. Well, in my side, we didn't talk and get hold on to something when I tell you this. This was my sister. Oh, goodness. Three years passed. And for those three years. I felt agony, and that I use that word because it was real. Mm-hmm. And I hope she's listening right now because I don't think I ever told her this. I think I did, but uh, I'm trying not to tear up when I think about it. Now, we're best friends again, but three years of agony, not talking to that person that shares my secrets and we laugh. She finishes my sentences. I finish hers. Mm-hmm. And we're not even blood related. For three years, I was afraid to pick up the phone and she didn't pick up the phone. And I guess we both, and believe it or not, we actually did talk about this point. She said she wanted to call me and I told her I wanted to call her, but we never did. You didn't do it. And I did it one day. Yeah. I decided to pick up the phone 
and call. Yeah. And I'm so glad. It was like a breath of fresh air. I could breathe. It felt like I could breathe again. Yeah. And when we talked after three years, we picked up right where we left off. It's like sure. we never left. Three years didn't pass. And we're still best friends to today, and I love her dearly. And that's something that I think is so important for individuals to remember is um, the one you described not being able to breathe and the burden that you felt. And and the honest truth is that is horrible for your health, for you to allow that to go on. And the other issue is so many times those friendships, if you think about it, um, whether it's a friendship with a, a sibling or a friendship with someone who is unrelated to you, um, so many times the issues that sever relationships are are minute compared to the huge things that go on in our lives. So to try to make sure that we put things in perspective to be able, you know, I I have um, three college roommates. You talked about how how you you picked up. I said three. There were three of us. Um, so two women in my life who um, we used to get together once a year and do a trip together after we finished and went our own ways and got married and all. And then uh, that gradually stretched out to every three years, and now it's been several years since. But, you know, I'm pretty certain when we get back together, and we're hoping to get back together soon, that we'll be able to just pick up because we know all those old secrets, all those fun things that we shared, um, the good and the bad relationships, and, and they always pick right back up. So... Those are important, and I know um, before we go to our first break, I just want to put something in our listeners' heads to stew about and then call in and let's talk about it. So social isolation in America um, has been shown to go to an all-time high. Um, Some reports show that in the last 30 years, we've gone, gone from having three close friends to zero or one, the majority of individuals. Now, that's sad. Zero to one. Zero to one people that you can share your innermost thoughts with, your your happiness, your sadness. Um, and research has shown that on average, um, here's an issue, and, and I think we need to think about this. A new romantic partner pushes a couple of close friends from our inner circle. You know, so if you only, if you're one of those people who have only two or three really close friends, if you get involved with a romantic partner, many times we think, oh, we don't need anybody else. Now all we need is this person. And that is not true. And what we need to remember is to hold on to that. Being busy with family and responsibilities is not a substitute for having friends. And, um, you know, married people, um, think about this. Nobel Prize winner David Kahneman did some research showing that time with friends is often more enjoyable to some than time spent with their spouse 
or um, or their children. You laugh when you say that. Uh-huh. People can't see your face, but uh, it was funny that you you giggled uh, internally when you said that. I agree. I'm not married, but I have been in long term relationships, and I would love to get our uh, married couples to call in and talk about the difference of how they feel, especially the ladies. You know, when you're with your friend girls or you're with that one best friend, you can't talk about your mate with your mate. You have to talk about your mate with your friend uh, or with your girlfriend. Not in a bad way, you know, a good way. And not about spousal bashing. And this is for men, too. I don't want men to think that friends aren't just as important. A lot of the friendship studies that have been done were done with men. I wanted to ask you that. Yeah. Um, is there a statistic? I might look it up on our next break, but do men value friendship like women do? That's a good question. And men, call in. I want to know because you, yeah, you kind of hear really good more women talk about, and you see in the media and the television and sitcoms, friends more with girls. But men have bonds as well. Oh, absolutely. And, one, and I... Would imagine I have not seen seen anything about uh, value that men feel. So yes, we'll we'll try to look at that up during the break. But I do know that men benefit just as women do from close relationships and close friendships. Now, before we go to the break, I do want to say one thing. Um, Men and women in marriage can be very close friends. I don't want to undermine that. My husband, I believe, truly is my best friend. But I have other friends that I talk about other things, too. So, okay, we've laid the groundwork. Listeners, I want you to give us a call in and tell us what you're thinking about the friend issue. Do you have a close one? Um, Do you think they're really important? Can you be close friends with a person of the opposite sex without a romantic relationship? This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. We'll be right back. I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Internal Medicine and Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back, and thanks for listening. This is Relatively Speaking, and today we're talking about friendship. 
the value of them, how important they are, um, how much you value them, and what you think about um, whether or not you're a good friend. So we're going to go on to the phones because we have some people on the line. I'm excited about that. We're going to start with Charles, who's on the road. Hi, Charles. Thanks for calling. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. You have some thoughts about friendship? Well, I was thinking about my best friend. I have I have a female friend that's well, we're very close, but my best friend is a male friend and we could disagree, we could correct each other. And when we disagree his wife might hear us and it'll get kinda heated. Uh-huh. And eventually one of us will take the high road and say, I don't want to talk about it anymore. We'll hang up. Maybe an hour later we'll call, and it's like nothing ever happened. And his wife just can't understand that. (laughs) (laughs) Does she she get concerned that maybe if y'all argue that you might not be good friends? I don't think that's it. She just don't understand how we can do that. And then when we the next time we talk, it's like that never happened. Well, you know what? I think it's awesome. There are a lot of people, though, who can't let go of a disagreement, and they think that if you don't a hundred percent agree with them, that that you you do not care about them, and that's so wrong. And Charles, that tells me that you you have a wonderful relationship with that friend so that you can express your own opinion they can express theirs and you can still remain close that's that is a real friend and i've always tried to surround myself with someone that's going to tell me when i'm wrong mm. that, that's a good character in you because there are a lot of people don't, who never want to hear that they're wrong but um, yes, once again, that's a, a sign of somebody who is comfortable with who they are. Because if you um, demand that you have to always be viewed as perfect, then you're not allowing yourself to to really be a human being. Because none of us are perfect. So you can't grow. You can't grow when if if, if you're perfect, you've arrived. You, you are absolutely right. Well, Charles, thank you for calling because that's um, you, it sounds like you've got an awesome best friend. And and many times it's that one individual that you can share with. And so you, you've got it. And, and like I said, um, there are studies we can talk about later that show that people like you will live longer and live happier. Um, Maintaining Uh, those friendships. (laughs) (laughs) Well, be safe on the road and going back home in Vidalia. Thanks for calling, Charles. Thank you. All right. All right, let's stay on the phones. We have Mick in Ocean Springs. Hi, Mick. Thanks for calling. How are you guys? Great. Hi. You're talking about complicated issues, and it's interesting to me that just recently – I had a friend get involved in a romance, and before the romance, promise that nothing would change, that the friendship would remain, Mm -hmm. and then the person fell off the planet because 
you know, you put all your eggs in that basket and you think that's all you need. And it's been amusing that just recently I've gotten a couple of phone calls about, you want to get some coffee? You want to, it's like, oh, you're coming out of the fog, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm trying to be really um, kind of like, okay, do I trust you again? Because you made all these promises and now you just disappeared. The real, the thing I want to really call about was the, I've been lucky enough in my life to lately have a male and a female friend. And the woman I'm married to is okay with both of them. And I think the reason she is is I made a point of I'm having a friendship with this woman. I want to make sure my wife knows her, is around her, is comfortable with her, doesn't feel threatened by her, and it's worked. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have a question for you, uh, okay. Nick. Is it? We were just talking about that issue here with Java. He's married, uh, and I was posing the question: How do you make your wife feel comfortable? Are there certain things that you do specifically to oh, yeah. make her feel comfortable? Uh, you going out and having fun with another female? Yes, but it, it started a long time ago. In that. When we first started dating, I had female friends, and she was uncomfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And I started to realize that she was uncomfortable with that. And so we had this really com- a tough conversation. And I said, you know, I grew up with sisters. I'm comfortable around women. I have female friends. I don't want to be with any of them. I want to be with you. Look who I'm with. Look who I go home with. Look who I spend my, you know, we've got to find a way for this not to be an issue. And I wish I could say that that conversation fixed it, but it didn't. I mean, it took time. It took me being um, consistent about that, about, you you know, if you have a friend of the opposite sex and you're not willing to bring that person into the friendship with your spouse or your person. Exactly. Then, then you're hiding something. Right. Some uncomfortability. And it, it's it's wonderful to me. Uh, at Christmas, she and my wife and I took food to this female friend. And she was like, well, take the food over to, die, to, to this person. No, we're going. Yeah. We're sitting in the floor, drinking tea, talking for a couple of hours. And watching the two of them talk. There you go. Was so, so cool for me. So she became friends with your good friend. And I think, right. you know, Mick, the kudos to you no, to know that you. <laughs> that you had you you knew to be inclusive and not just say I'm running over to friend's house um, to drop the food off. You said come come with me, come with me, join well, in the friendship. That's important. You, you said something earlier about you know people say that old canard about oh, my spouse is my best friend. I hope that's true, and I, but the woman I'm married to is not everything in the planet to me. She's wonderful, and I'm lucky, and I overachieved, and like all men, I married up because we all (laughs) But to expect her to be my everything would be ridiculous, would be unfair to her. I don't want to do that. Right. It's burdensome. And so, right. Yeah. I've had relationships with women who thought I was supposed to be their everything, 
And after a few months, I'm like, girl, yeah. I can't be doing this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not that good. I can't. So um, I'm very lucky that I married, you know, a really smart woman. But again, we, most of us, most men marry up. We, if we're lucky, we find somebody who will put up with us. But it's the deal to me is if you're, if you're keeping a secret right. from the person you say is your best friend, that's on you. Right, right. And that, I think that is, you're making some really great points, Mick, but I will say that it sounds like you know how to be a really good friend and and an awesome spouse. So thank you for pointing that out. I love hearing from people like you. So, um, and, you know, Michelle and I were just talking about the can um, opposite sex have close friends, and I think that's something that you have done well. Um, when I did that a few years ago, the answer was no from someone. And he thought I was ridiculous for suggesting that it could happen. So you've shown it. Thank you. Uh, let's stay on the phones. We have Nelson, who's been very patient in Pontotoc. Thank you, Nelson, for calling in. Yeah, um, I just want to say I had a best friend uh since i was in sixth grade and we're still good friends and uh i'm 70 now and anyway uh so we've always been friends uh talk on the phone you know when we don't see each other also my wife of course is my best friend i can tell her anything and also i have like three or four other good friends one who i travel with and so i just wanted to say that it has really enhanced my life to have a good friend that i could I talk to and trust, uh, you know, if, if, um, I have something I don't want him to repeat that he or she will not. I have several, uh, good friends, uh, women friends also, and, uh, a lot of cousins who have been best friends or are best friends. So I just want to say that it's just good to have a good friend. It really is. And those long term new friends are awesome, but, uh, long-term friends can be so valuable because they know your history. They know what you've been through. You don't have to go back and set the stage for maybe an issue that you need to discuss because they kind of know it. And um, I think you're making a good point. You said your spouse is, is your best friend, and hopefully many people feel that way. I don't think everybody feels that way. But even though she is, you still find value in those other friends. Right. So um, thank you for, for thank you. calling, Nelson. Um, I'm thank told you. we have to take a quick break. Um, we have Philip and John waiting on the line. This is Relatively Speaking. We'll be right back. On Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, an associate professor of preventive medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
Welcome back. How important is that, that friend, to know that they've got your back, they're with you, they'll listen to you, and you can disagree and still come back to each other. It is so good for us to remember the value of that. Okay, we're going to jump on the lines. We've got several patient callers waiting, and we've got time to get to all of you. So we'll start with Philip in Natchez. Hi, Philip. Thanks for calling. Well, Thank you for having me. I, I have a couple of comments. One, you said uh, friends are very different from acquaintances, and we can have many, many acquaintances, but not that many friends. But my friend that's most dear to me was a college roommate, and I hate to say it, but it was over 50 years ago. And we're, <laughs> still, we're still best friends. We went to school in Memphis, and we stay connected but it's amazing to me that when we reconnect i have the same phone he has i'm reading the same books that he's reading wow it's a connection there that never went away but what i'm truly blessed to have is that his wife is my wife's best friend and so wow there's no no, uh, competition and we uh, enjoy each other's company, and uh, we were celebrating their wedding anniversary in New Orleans two weeks ago, and we had a wonderful time. But it makes it so much easier and better um, because the four of us get together, and we enjoy each other's company, and there's not that competition that you were talking about before. And my friend and I, 50 years ago, took a trip from Memphis, went to Washington State, went down the West Coast, ended up going through uh, the Grand Canyon and back to Memphis. And we're going to do that again this year, 50 years later. So we're excited. Oh, fabulous. That sounds awesome. What a wonderful. And see, you know what you've done? You've mentioned that one close friend. So it doesn't have to be a lot, people. It just needs to be somebody that you're close to, somebody who's who you can share the good and the bad times with. And I'm sure, Philip, that y'all have gone through both. So... Thanks so much for sharing that. And I want you to call back after you do that awesome trip and let us know how it went. I bet. Actually, we we did a book as a result of the trip. So we're going to do that, uh, hopefully put it in in uh, photographs and in writing and see what how it turns out. Sounds good. We'd love to see it. Thanks so much for your call. All right. Let's go to John in Meridian. Hey, John, you've been patient. Yes, I'm glad to be able to have a chance to be on the radio. But yeah. yes, I've, I've, I've done. Uh, I've listened to it uh, several conversations, and friendship is very important. It's, it's very important, um, and it is easier, believe it or not, to be friends with, with females than it is with guys. I guess maybe competition or whatever. Uh, I, I find it close with my brothers um, as guy friends. Uh-huh. Works for me, but I find that. Just having someone to just talk to, it's very therapeutic. Someone to just listen. 
And if you can get, have someone that will at least do that, then you got a friend. I'll have time for that, and it's, which is awesome. Uh, I heard the thing, I think, back here with a lady that was on um, Valentine's Day. I said, thank I remember the same Arthur, the uh, show or not, but how long that she was on Valentine's. And it's easy to find someone. Yeah. We all just have someone to just talk to. Yeah. And, and, and just to be a friend with. And it doesn't take much for that. And it, it don't, we could be different, totally different. But having someone to talk to is very, very, very important. You you are bringing up one of the signs of a really good friend, and we'll talk about that more um, toward the end of the show, um, John, that having, if you're really a friend, you're able to listen, to really listen to what somebody is expressing, their feelings, their thoughts, their concerns, that you listen, and your response isn't, lecturing back to someone but but being there for them so yeah, yeah. because you, you you really never know what what they're going through uh i had a, 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 where a guy that i went to school with and he was going through a very difficult time yeah and i just happened to walk in at the right time to just really talk to him and that mm-hmm. was just a change of everything for him but yeah. It, yeah. it was just the right time yeah just talk to him and i realized that he was having problems so i suggest well look you need to talk to someone besides me yeah, and that that was a changing point, and he's and, thankful to the day for that. And you may have saved him. Yeah, well, I, I did. I mean, yeah. I, I know it because he yeah. he was he was in a slump, and I knew he was in a slump, so I yeah. kept going around talking to him. And it was just at that moment that I was just there for him. That's... And, uh, and we, you know, we went school friends and still friends today, but we never know how we can affect someone just by listening and talking and just being a friend. It doesn't yeah. take much. It doesn't. It doesn't take much. Thanks so much, John. Great story. All right, Brett has uh, in Bovina. Hey, Brett, you got hey, you've got for, s- some words on how to make a friend. No, thank you. I think that for the benefit of your lonely and uh, insecure listening audience, it's very helpful to hear y'all's professional tips on how to make a friend and your best tips and resources on how to sustain a friendship. Thank you so much for considering. Oh, sure. Yeah, we'll get to that in a few minutes. I um, I think that's um, something really important that everybody needs to hear. I'm going to get to a couple of callers, and y'all hang in there with me, Brett, and we'll talk about how to do that. Thank you. All right. Um, let's see. Frank and Jackson. Hi, Frank. Good morning. How are you? Doing great. Fantastic. I just want to share about a, a great friend of mine. We played football together 40-plus years ago. And over the period of time, we continued to sustain our relationship. Not only was he my friend, he became friends with my wife that she never met. And her friends became friends with him. And he was an amazing individual. Often he would call me six and eight times a week. And I just knew that we were all best of friends. And when he made the transition, when he died, we went to his funeral service. And everybody in the room, everybody in the church, moment was that Terrence loved everyone, and we loved him. And he was a great joy, and he made the transition six years ago, and we still miss him. Uh, A great friend uh, I will never be able to replace. About to get teared up just thinking about him this morning, but I want to thank you for having the show. Well, well, Frank, thank you for calling in. Yeah, I think um, I've certainly lost a close friend, and um, 
am always sad when when I think about how much I miss that person. But don't let yourself not reach out to make friends with others. It may be a very different flavor of friendship, but um, to to connect with someone else, maybe someone who was also close to that individual that you lost. So then you can share those memories. Sometimes that can be really good. Oh, yeah, I do. I have a, a huge array of friends, but he was just one of the better friends in life. And we totally loved him and enjoyed Yeah, that's so great. thank you for having the show on today. Thank you, Frank. Um, let's go now to Steve. Hey, Steve in Boonville. Hello. Hey. Um, as, you, as you can see, you were wondering about how important friendships are with men, and you've hit on a hot topic. <laughs> Every one of them. <laughs> Isn't that yes, interesting? Ma'am. I was just thinking about that, Steve, that oh, I don't yeah. think any women have called in. Well, I, I want you to know um, there's there's a word I haven't heard brought up yet, and it's very important because my wife and I have been married for uh, it will be 42 years next week, and both of us have best friends and good friends. But we learned, and we also watching our children grow up and get married, watching their friends and relationships, we learned a long time ago that it needs to be taught to our children and to their friends and however we can graciously do it, that when it comes to getting married and still preserving and protecting that older friendship, there has to be the element of boundaries and respect for those boundaries because you don't want to alienate that friend, but that friend also needs to recognize, okay, this person is married now. There is a different relationship here, but we can still be the best of friends and still want to stay in contact with each other. doesn't mean you alienate them. But it's a respect on all sides that need to look at your spouse saying, okay, this best friend of my, my spouse's have known each other uh, for longer than me and my spouse have known each other. In other words, my best friend and I have been best of friends for almost 50 years now. And we've known right. each other longer than my wife and I have known each other. And there has to be respect all the way around for the boundaries and for those friendships to not make anyone feel alienated or shut out. Wow. But it's just an aspect that everybody really needs to think about and teach their children when they start dating and and get into a a marriage that they need to teach their friends. Yeah. And another aspect of this, I'll try to cover it quickly, is my wife. I wanted to, my wife to feel comfortable with the people I would hang out with, and which wasn't very often. I'm not that sociable. But um, she made it very plain to me. She said, and it makes sense. I respect her for this. She said, I feel more comfortable when you want to spend time with friends who are married than your single friends who are still thinking like a single adult. Mm. And that makes total sense to me. So I, I've learned to respect that on her part. It, it can really get complicated, but... but Adult relationships need to show respect and and boundaries. Wow. Steve, what wonderful information you just brought and how lucky your kids are to hear that. Um, Modeling, you know, we've talked a lot about how you model your friendships um, to your children 
is really, really important. And a lot of that is caught rather than formally taught. But I Uh do think that that your point that it's probably a good good idea to sit down, especially if you have uh, uh, children who are highly social, who who love going out and hanging out and are getting ready to get into a committed relationship, a marital relationship. Really important to remind them that 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 person should always be the most important person in their life. But it doesn't it doesn't have to be the only person. And I always see a sign of danger um, in a relationship when um, the person, that significant other, is trying to close an individual off from their friends. So I, I agree with that. I right. totally agree with that. There, there has to be respect all the way around. And the need for that your spouse to see that you have a need to socialize with someone outside the marriage. Exactly. That's got to be a respected aspect of it, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely healthy for the relationship. And it, you know, I think somebody, an earlier caller noted that you don't, you don't, sometimes it's really burdensome to be the only person that is that friend and support of another. So to, to have someone else, um, is, is very, very important. So. Absolutely agree. Well, thanks so much, Steve, for calling. Another great point I always say, our callers lend so much to the show. It wouldn't be a good show without it. So but it is a hot topic for men. Yeah, I can tell. Okay, we're talking about friendship. When we come back, as I promised Britt, we're going to talk about making and keeping friends and the art of that. Uh, this is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Each week, myself or one of my fellow hosts bring you in-depth interviews with different creative Mississippians. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio. Or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You got what I need, but you say he's just a friend, and you say he's just a friend. I won't you. Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. We're talking about friendship and the value of it. Um, before we go to what makes a great friend and how you keep them, we're going to go to one more call. We have James in Hattiesburg. Hey, James, thanks for calling. Morning. Uh, I wanted to say that I have a couple of really good friends from college and high school, and uh, it's been a, an incredible thing. I 
went through several years of a serious illness and uh, was not able to uh, career-wise do what I had planned. Mm-hmm. And it's been absolutely incredible watching these young men and women my age uh, uh, climb climb into great jobs and, and become married and all of these wonderful things and, and still include me in their life. Um, and I still include them in my life. And it's really a, an amazing thing to have other perspectives to, to balance out your own, um, to, to get that broader view. Uh, it's, it's a really wonderful experience. You know, James, you're you're bringing up something that I, I think is important for people to remember, and that's you know when we were talking about how when people get in a romantic relationship they abandon friends, and how important it is to remember not to do that. Um, for one thing, if if you're only hanging around absolutely like people, it's probably a fairly boring world. It sounds like you have awesome friends who have continued to include you. I hope you're doing well with your illness, and I'm sorry you've had to suffer through that, but it sounds like your friends have been very inclusive. And that's why I'm calling. It's been incredible to see how resilient uh, the friendships uh, I created as a young man have been as I have grown into who I am today. That's great. Thank you for your call. I think it speaks to who you are, too. You must be a great friend to them. So, James, thanks for calling. Okay, as I promised, let's talk a little bit. This um, information that I want to talk to everybody about is the definition of what a real friendship should be. There are some common themes that have been uh, have borne out in, in research. So, Friendships are considered to exist when pleasure is taken from the company of another, okay? So if it feels like a duty, if someone has now put a burden on you and that it's like, oh, my goodness, I have to be there for them, that's not a true friendship. It's a reciprocal um, action. There's reciprocity. It's your preference to be with that person because... It's a give-and-take situation. So it's not not necessarily any kind of economic gain. Um, no kind of tangible secondary gain has to be there, but some sort of give-and-take. You know, the old adage, um, to have friends, you have to be a friend. So if you feel like you're always in the position of giving um, things for an individual, giving them to them, listening to them. But when you try to share back, um, you don't have the same reciprocation. That's not a true friend. And if you are one who is always the one with the problem and always the one who is making that friend suffer through everything, but you never listen uh, to make sure they're okay, then you're not being a good friend, okay? The other thing to remember, and I think several of our callers were great in reminding us of this, um, friendship commitments, how much time you spend with a friend varies over lifetime. So you may um, 
you know, have a whole lot of energy and a whole lot of time for a friendship. And then during a certain period in your life, that wanes and you don't have a lot of time. Don't lose sight of the need to stay at least connected, um, at least as a distance. Um, Also, um, remember that um, if you're a true friend, even if you've been separated for a very long time, if a crisis happens to someone, um, reach out, um, jump up, call them, even if you haven't talked to them in six months or a year or two, um, a really true good friend. And the same thing goes back the other way. If you are in crisis and you need somebody to listen to you and you know there's this person out there that you haven't talked to in a while, it's okay to pick up the phone, to send a text and say, hey, I'm reaching out. I kind of need my buddy right now. That's okay. That's a sign of a true friend. So I want you to make sure uh, that that you remember you can do that. Okay. Friendships um, are also um, made by choice. Um, remember, it should be a mutual choice. Um, and if it's not Mutual, if you feel like that this person you thought was your friend is not reciprocating back, it's okay to step away. And the the final thing I want to tell you is mutual respect is so very important. You have to respect that friend um, as much as they respect you. And that way you'll be the best for each other. All right. Well, this was awesome. Thanks so much to all the guys. You proved to us that men value friendship a lot. And and that was a good one for me to hear. So um, if you didn't get all of this show, please listen to it on podcast. Go to MPB Online and you can listen to Rel- Relatively Speaking. Um, I think it was a great show. So I want to thank Java for uh, being our busy call screener and Michelle McAdoo, our producer. And I hope you'll listen to us next week. Um, Stay tuned, though, right now for NPR's Here and Now, coming up next on MPB Think Radio.